Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Um, also, by the way, we have a lot of other things to get through too, but they all pale into significance because I'm looking at a picture out of, of a beautiful three-year-old girl and it just saddens me to look at this uh, this picture. This is Estlin. And if you went to our social media to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, you go onto our Twitter account or our Facebook account, I've put a picture up with our mom, Amy. And um, sadly, Estlin's life was taken just before her fourth birthday. And joining me on the air is Estlin's mom, Amy Wall. Good afternoon, Jess, or Amy. Hi, Niall. Thanks for having me. I'm looking at this beautiful picture of your daughter, which is a pinned tweet on your Twitter account, by the way. Yes. And it's and she's staring up. I don't know what she's gazing at. Do you know what she was <laughs> gazing at? We were actually trying to get a passport photo. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, she just kind of looked off at one point and my husband caught, caught the picture like that and it's turned out to be one of our favourites. Yeah, it's an absolutely beautiful picture of her and I'm sure one that lives in your memories, in your mind and it will live there forever. And yeah. it's really upsetting for me to talk to any mother who's lost a child because as parents, we never, I have three children myself, we never expect mm. to lose one of our own children. We always expect them to outlive us. Of course. But sadly, I, I, I want to take you back, if I can, very forcibly before we why I want to speak to you on the air today. Mm to that tragic morning, nine o'clock in the morning on March the 15th, 2017, which was the life-changing day for you and the moment for you and for your husband, of course, Vincent, who was very seriously injured in the accident as well. Yeah. I mean, I imagine, and in your victim impact statement, you say you never dress your child as if it's their last day. In other words, when you're dressing your child that morning, it's not as if you're thinking for one minute, this will be the yeah. last day should be alive. And you said that yeah. in your own statement. That must have been the most horrific day of your life. Yeah. And, you know, it's when you go through something like that, where it's like literally one minute I'm rocking the new baby and sipping coffee in my kitchen. And the next there's someone knocking on my door telling telling me that there's been a, a car accident. And and from then on, like there's little moments that stick out very clearly. And the rest is kind of a blur. Mm-hmm. And you just go into survival mode. I, I had I had a newborn. I had an 11 week old baby. And my husband was also in a coma after the crash. So it really was like you're just instantly thrown into um, an unimaginable scenario and you're being told, you know, your child is going to die. What kind of end of life decisions do you want to make? And, you know, I, I just had to do it on my own. And, and that's, that's what we did. I mean, that was, and I know you also chose as well to donate organs. Um, yes. And of course, she now becomes a, your little superhero as well because yep. you've done it to yes. two different recipients. Yeah. Um, so that was a wonderful decision to make because at that moment in time, even without the support of your husband, who was also uh, in an induced coma because he had a brain injury, yes. you had to make that decision on your own. And so everything else that's going on in your head, knowing that you're losing your daughter, and I don't know whether you go into auto mode or some sort of auto mode, so I've never oh, been in absolutely. that situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do really go into just like a pure survival mode. And and that, the when we were asked about organ donation, um, kind of quite, quite instantly, I felt like this will be a thing to hold on to because it's, it's you know, looking back, we'll, we'll always regret that this happened to her. But if there's something good that could come from it, that's such an amazing legacy for her. Mm-hmm. And and I just knew right away, yes, that I, I wanted to do organ donation. 
And the morning before, when, when you sent her off that morning and she was heading off to crash, I think, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, that morning, I mean, do you remember that morning talking to her? Have you still got the memories of that morning and of her eating her breakfast cereal or whatever it was, those memories that morning? Yeah, unfortunately, that morning in particular, I did not see her. And my oh, husband no. had let me, I know, yeah, it was just one of those crazy things, like how did it happen on this day? But he'd let me have a lion, the baby had had me up all night. And so he kind of took both of the kids downstairs, got Eslin ready for crash and brought the baby back up to me. And he didn't let uh, Eslin come back up and, and, and say goodbye to me because he knew I was so tired. And they got in the car and, and left. And so the memories you have are the evening before, obviously, are the last memories. the evening memory. before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she yeah, was due to celebrate her fourth birthday very soon after that as well. So yeah, as so, you mentioned in your own vic- victim impact statement, you know, you were due to be blowing out candles, not going to a funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and was she, she all excited said, about that, was she? Oh, definitely. Yeah, of course. She was excited. She was very excited for um, the St. Patrick's Day festivities and crash. They were kind of preparing for that all week. And, you know, she she was absolutely obsessed with her little baby brother. She just every day getting home from crash, the first thing she'd do is ask where Mannix was and could she play with him. Um, so, yeah, she I mean, she literally had her whole life ahead of her that she was looking forward to. I mean, the statement as well, you talk about those wonderful moments in life and you talk about, and which I thought was very interesting, and I always say this to people, depending on the circumstance, you know, if there were time machines or replay buttons Mm. in life where dreams could come true and all those things. If there was a time machine, Amy, is there a particular Mm. day that you would go back to? Is there one particular day that always stands in your mind? And I'll give you an example. My children are all over the age of 20 now, but I always remember one day when my daughter was out the back garden and it was during the summer and I had a hose and I was spraying it at her and she was soaked to the skin but, <laughs> but loved every minute of it. Yeah. And I can always, yeah. it's almost like a video in my mind that I can see that day. Is, is there a day or if there was a time machine and you could go back to that day, what day would it be? I would probably go back to the day that her baby brother was born. He was kind of born in the middle of the night and then Vinny and Eslin came to meet him in the hospital later that day and just the absolute awe mm-hmm. in her face. She just was so excited and and the whole pregnancy she talked about having a baby sister. We didn't know what we were having and I was a bit nervous. <laughs> that she would have been disappointed. Be baby brother and be yeah. like, oh no, this is not what I ordered. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but she just, it's like she completely forgot about the baby sister and was so obsessed and just just this little girl, you know, just over three and a half, basically, when, when he was born. And you could just see this instant kind of love and connection that she had. And we just have these beautiful pictures of them laying together in my hospital bed and just the absolute kind of, you know, awe and curiosity in her eyes. It's so obvious. Like, mm-hmm. it really was, you know, one of those last purely happy days for us. And I, I, I'll talk about Senan O'Flaherty in a few minutes, who was the truck yes. driver um, responsible for this tragic accident, a mm. 60-year-old man. But you said, and I don't know whether you said it directly to him or not, or whether you were looking at him when you said it in court, but you mm. said, I want to read this out. I hope with all my might that you understand how catastrophic your uh, impatience was, but you'll never fully understand that the damage you have done because you never had the pleasure of knowing Estlin, so yeah. you cannot possibly know the magnitude of her loss. Were you looking at him when you said that? Oh, yes. Yeah. And he never once looked us in the eye. He never once made eye contact. He's never once said he was sorry or showed us any 
ounce of remorse. And I don't know if it that he's so ashamed he just is unable to do it or he's so callous that he just doesn't care. So, um, and yeah. Is, is, I that, is that what you'd say to him today if you saw him today in the street or if you met him over a cup of coffee, not that you yeah. want to, but is that what you'd say to him? I would just beg him to show any ounce of empathy that whether... And he has know, children he, of his own, by the way. He has two yes, children of his and, own. And he, you know, he, he never got into his truck that day intending no, of for course something not. like and that nobody's to suggesting happen. that, yeah. It, it absolutely was accidental, but it was his fault. And I think he's, he, we just have always had the impression that he's never been able to admit that even to himself. And, and, and it just, to me, you know, I, I could never imagine being responsible for the death of a child and how I would go on living after that. I'd have so much shame and maybe that's what he's experiencing. And because of that, he doesn't know how to actually admit that it was his fault. But and you, by the way, I, you've great understanding because we were talking about it outside in the office before. You know, we were talking mm. about your story, the girls and myself, and we were saying, could you imagine even being that truck driver? You'd never live with yourself knowing done that to such a beautiful young child. You know, and, I, and I'm not suggesting for him that's not difficult too. And you're right, there's maybe a shame attached to it or a guilt attached to it. And maybe he hasn't approached it in his own mind yet. Mm. And that's why he can't come to you. I don't know. And we'll never know. Or you may never know, I suppose. Yeah. But the hardest part of, for this for you is, now he was charged. Uh, he was yeah. charged and found guilty of dangerous driving causing Eslin's death. Um, because he had pulled out, he made a mistake. He did the wrong yeah. thing because he was impatient. And um, the, the truck also was found to have faults in it as well. That may yeah. or may not have been his own fault. But, you know, that may have been his company's fault or wherever he works for or whatever that happens to be. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, a lot of cars out on the road are probably not for, fit for purpose, to be honest with you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But, but in saying that, the point is, he got a fine. Yeah. Uh, 750 uh, euro for careless driving cause, causing Eslin's death and a second fine of 750 for careless driving causing, causing seriously serious bodily harm to your husband Vincent Wall. Yeah. And he also got a four year driver's ban which I think in anybody's mind is extremely for what happened. Yeah. Extremely yeah. reasonable. And it even went to the Court of Appeals because the DPP definitely felt it was um, unduly lenient uh, and less than a year later the Court of Appeals agreed that it was unduly lenient and added on an 18-month um, sentence, but fully suspended. Uh, so, you know, so he has a conviction is, now as well. Yes, 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 yes. So, you know, he, you know, he, he's been found to be guilty of that, and and the Court of Appeals also found that his original sentence wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. So, why now? would we then allow him to get his license back early? Okay, so that's what we're coming to. He's now, we're two years in, and he's now applied to have his license returned to him and have the four-year ban reduced. Yes. I mean, when you, who did you first, who did you hear that from? Or where did you, were you given that information before, obviously the public or that would have went public? So you would have been given that information. We would, we would be, you know, in regular contact over the years with our Garda liaison officer, who's been absolutely fantastic. She's just such a wonderful woman and has been so helpful to us. And so she would have been the first to contact us to say that they've been made aware that this request is being put to the courts and that he he should be in court this coming Tuesday asking to have his license reissued. And have you had any indication of, I, I don't want to be preempting the judge's mm. decision in that court, but... <laughs> 
but have you any indication of how that may go? Is that is that a normal procedure? Because I don't know, and I'm sure you don't, because we're not familiar with these situations. No, I, but... yeah, I'm actually not sure. Yeah. This, so this is the second time he's attempting this. So he tried this last year around the same time, and I think it was towards the end of March. Now, at that point, he wasn't even halfway through his sentence, so the court wouldn't even hear the request. So now he's gone back a year later. So he's three. He's basically three quarters of the way, practically three quarters of the way through the sentence. So he's he's making the request again, basically. You know, if um, you were in, if you were in that situation, Amy, you know, and you'd done something like that, or you were responsible for the the, the, the end of a child's life like that, you would just I I would only imagine you would just take your penance, you know, a hundred percent. And you know. this is why we we don't believe that he is genuinely remorseful because I, I just don't know how, I, like, I feel like he definitely got off easy, that in, in our minds it was a crime worthy of prison time, but he only got a suspended sentence and then was told that he had to stop driving for four years, which is literally Eslin's lifetime. Mm-hmm. So to me, that seems like a perfectly reasonable punishment, and he could very easily go off to his home and deal with it for the four years and then start looking to get his life back together again afterwards. And but you know, and you know, and you know if Senna, he's taken if, us back into the court. If Senator O'Flaherty was listening today, I would implore him to look at this beautiful photograph that I see here of Eslin. You didn't know at the time it would have been her last Christmas and she's sitting mm-hmm. down with her little doll in her hand in mm-hmm. front of the Christmas tree. What a beautiful picture. And I would implore him to look at all those little pictures and he has children of his own. And, you know, just for the sake of everybody's sanity and, you know, in, and not to be insensitive to, you know, I would I would absolutely retract my application. Yeah. Um, for that, Just for everybody's sake. I just think. It's, yeah, I, I just think it, it feels like he's only ever cared about himself and never how any of this affects us. Um, I, you know, we've gone on to have Eslin's baby sister. We have a little girl now named Lucy. And, you know, we're, we're busy with normal life. We're, mm. we're moving forward. We're doing, you know. And how are you today? Well. Because I've often, you know, when, when you hear of the tragedy of a couple losing a young child, particularly a young child, mm. uh, because I, whatever it is about young children, we seem to yeah. value them more when they're that young because they're so vulnerable yeah. and so small yeah. and they depend on us so much. Yeah. But, I mean, how are you as a couple? Because it's very difficult for a husband and wife and that relationship even, you know, yeah. that dynamic when you've lost a child. It must have been devastating and difficult for yeah. you. And how are you now? I mean, we're like, we're, we're doing, we're doing okay now. You know, Vinny, he's been left with a, a permanent brain injury. So he has, he's, he has so far not been able to return to work or driving. Um, and, you know, we both experienced the loss of our first child, but in completely different ways. I had to do it all without him. And he was in a coma and missed all of it, her funeral, everything. And so our grief is very different and our grieving processes are very different. And his brain injury also affects, you know, his ability to grieve. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we we're home together all the time. I'm his carer. um, And he, you know, he, he worked so much before that and felt like he did miss out on a lot of the day-to-day of Eslin's life. Yeah. So there's a part of him that I think is grateful right now, at least to be in a position where he gets to be with his kids every day, and he's just the most phenomenal 
father. He will play with them all day and never tire of it. And, you know, there's, it's really beautiful to be able to, to see that for him now. Um, and yeah, like we, we, we try and be as supportive as we can for each other. And, um, you know, because we're together all day, we kind of, you know, we sort of watch separate screens at night and have a bit of yeah. time. To time. Yeah. When you're, when you're kind of together four yeah. seven, you can use a bit of a break sometimes. Yeah. From each but, other. But, yeah. But yeah, exactly. But you know, we're, we're doing okay. Like we're yeah. doing okay considering. And I think, if, and you know, it's amazing. If it you must broken us up by now. It definitely won't. Well, you must particularly you, you must have amazing strength because to not only hold your relationship, but obviously the grief you've had over the last few years as well, but to be able to hold your relationship together properly and to obviously be his carer because he's in a particularly bad way still to this day and obviously yeah. needs your help and needs your assistance with things and can't get back to work and hopefully yeah. he will make a better recovery, Amy, in the in the future and, and hopefully things may get better for him in life. I don't yeah. know how permanent those that damage to him is. but But in saying that, I, I've no understanding and I'm sure our listeners listening today when they look at their little child beside them as or maybe their child is in the back of the car if they're listening to the radio today mm. we all we we think in the moment don't we we don't think about tomorrow or maybe we shouldn't but we all yeah. we all think in the moment and I myself like your husband always think back to when your kids are small and you think should I have spent more time should I have been there a little bit more should I have done this should I have done that should I have done the other and mm. but you can't live your life having regrets because I think you know your daughter probably bought the most huge amount of joy to you over three years oh absolutely and our other two do that for us now you know we experience very genuine moments of joy with them and in in all of it we miss Eslin and they know about their big sister they talk about their big sister just yesterday our son Mannix who's six now was you know pretending to sing and play the guitar and was singing an I Miss Eslin song so you know she's very much still present in every single day of our lives just not exactly in the way that we wish she was she could be mm. um but you know we we're very blessed to have the other two and and they're just as lovely as their big sister was is there anything our listeners can do i, I don't think there is i was going to say lobby your local td or whatever <laughs> yeah, to me, but, no, but, I, I, but but i suppose it's just I, I give give you some thoughts today. I suppose is the best thing they can do because I don't think we can do anything about it. I think it no. is despicable. I think the minister for justice has questions to answer in relation to this. And I think there has to be a situation similar to when you send somebody to jail with no uh, uh, no parole, for example. Yeah. That yeah. if you, in certain circumstances, if somebody is given a ban for say four years or five years or ten years or whatever it is, depending on the circumstance, the judge should have the power to say with no appeal. Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's it's one of those things that, you know, hopefully can be looked at and I would be more than happy to speak to whoever would be the person in charge of that. But that, you know, when, when the law states that there's a mandatory minimum of a four-year driving ban when you kill someone by careless driving, that's the least sentence you can possibly get. And then the judge has discretion to add on to that. If that is what Irish law states is the mandatory minimum why then are we giving allowances for these types of drivers, you know, only three quarters of the way through their sentence to apply to get it back early? That just really does not make sense. No, to me. it doesn't and make I sense. It's something that really needs to be looked at. This is not, you know, as much as we can be sympathetic for people who genuinely, you know, made a mistake and they did something horrible and they really, really regret it. I understand that. But for the victims, there is still value in feeling like there was a proper consequence for the loss of their loved one. And if, if we're saying that, you know, 
you need to do four-year driving ban. I just have no idea why then we say, well, in that meantime, if you don't go on and cause any more crashes, we'll let you have your license back early. It just is a bit insane. Yeah, it doesn't make sense that you would ban somebody for driving and punish them because that's essentially what you're doing. You're getting a penance yeah. for doing something wrong. And and then you would say, but how, hold on, you know, you don't really have to have the full punishment. If you come back to us a little while, if you're a good boy, we'll give it back to you. Exactly. Or a good girl, you know, we'll give it back to you. And that doesn't make any sense. So I think the judges should have the power. I don't know if they have, I don't think they have at the moment that in certain circumstances, and particularly the circumstance where somebody's life has been taken, particularly a young child like that in that circumstance, that the judge should have the power to say, with no cause and no remission to appeal. You yes. know, in other words, they must do the full four-year ban. Yeah. And all we can hope is that on Tuesday, if the case does come, you know, in in front of a judge and they take a look at it, that that's the choice that they will make. That's kind of all we can do right now. Do you do you get any opportunity, by the way? In, I, I'm not too sure how that works, but yeah. do you get an opportunity to make a statement in that case, in that case? So we won't we won't in the court on the day or anything like that. But we were asked by the DPP to share our thoughts with them. Because of the seriousness of the case, uh, they wanted to know, you know, how we felt about his him getting his license back early. And obviously, we are not happy with that. So we made that very clear. I wrote a letter um, just yesterday to the DPP. And, you know, it really brought everything back and all of our emotions towards this person who we just want to feel like he understands that a massive loss occurred. And, and we've never felt from him and and so that's kind of what caused me to tweet in the first place is just and you you know what you're so honorable and so measured in your reaction it's no I don't feel any that you have uh, hatred that's I'm, li- I'm, I'm live on air right now now <laughs> I know. I, you know to my I kn- friends and family I might have a few more choice words of course <laughs> but, but what I'm, what I'm saying is is that I don't I don't detect massive hatred in you towards anybody you just mm. want the person who was who's responsible for this um uh, Senator O'Flaherty who's a 60 year old man and has kids of his, of his own who maybe have a better understanding to understand you know how your life has been changed forever yeah you know and yes. how and you talk about Estlin who will never you know do her junior cert her leaving cert have her graduation get a job mm. you know and and be in this world and her life yeah. has been shortened and you, you talk about that so you want him to understand that and the only way for him to understand that from a legal point of view is to accept the punishment that he's been given yeah. exactly yes yeah. uh, you know it, it's it's a tragic tragic story uh, and I have to say you're very honourable and I have to say you're very measured in your views and I, and I know you said oh fair you might be slightly different and I can, accept, <laughs> I can accept that as well uh, but I think going forward maybe you know you Amy too maybe you should write to the Minister for Justice and talk to him about your case and how the law should be changed in respect to that and maybe yes. something good will come out of something very very tragic do you understand yes. what I'm saying yeah. for somebody That's- else in the future maybe Exactly, and that's kind of all you can hope for after these sorts of tragedies is yeah. to try and prevent it for someone else. So well, that's, listen, we would it's be honoured to do it's that. It's been lovely talking to you, and you know what? You know what's great about this? Everybody in the country is now thinking of Eslin. And yeah, everybody I in the know, country, lovely. and loads of people are listening today, might have gone to our social media accounts, or they'll have a look in the newspaper, they'll have Googled her name, Eslin Wall, they'll have Googled yeah. her name, and they'll see that beautiful picture, or they'll see the beautiful picture of you with her as well, which I put up yeah. on Twitter there a few minutes ago Thank too. You. So everybody is thinking of her today, all right, that's yeah. listening. All right, yeah. so it's been really nice talking to you. And Thank Amy, you so much now. once again, I'm so sorry because I have no understanding of how you feel. And, and I'm, I'm sure parents out there, many parents out there have no understanding of how you feel, but they grieve with your, 
They certainly thank agreed. Thank you. Still. And just thank you for giving us a platform to talk about it. So I really appreciate that. Okay. Uh, there's lots of messages, by the way, coming in too, by the way, Amy, just in relation Aww. to it. Loads of messages saying how strong you are as a woman. Uh, somebody else, thank you for donating the organs, by the way. Somebody else mentions Aww. that. So maybe their own daughter or son may have been a, uh, a recipient of organs. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, a heartbreaking story to listen to and a beautiful little life taken away so tragically. Um, lots of people saying he should have gone to jail. Um, everybody has an opinion, of course. Yeah, Somebody of course. said, listening Excuse to the story me. of little Eslin, I am so sad and so angry for this woman. He has no remorse whatsoever and absolutely should not be allowed to get his license back ever. Uh, thank you for donating her organs. What a selfless thing to do in such sad circumstances. And I, I could read out messages after messages after messages saying how wonderful you are and how strong you are. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much indeed. And we're all thinking of Esalen today. Go into the weekend. We'll all think of Esalen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Okay. See you, Amy. Bye. Bye. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.